The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, 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 beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 286. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. And do my eyes deceive me? <laughs> this, is a, this is a bad idea. The this Info real... <laughs> Boy, Jim Riley. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm good. Where have you been all my life? Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time I was on the show. Yeah, it's been, been years, yeah. right? You, know, you didn't do it when you were on Game Informer. No. Uh, so when yeah, did you leave IGN? I left IGN was it September, I think September of 2002. Oh, 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 no, no. <laughs> September 20, uh, 2011. That was high school when you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, September 2011. No, yeah. Wow, no, it was well, September 2012. 2011. No, it was 2011 because I started September 2011. You must have been late August, though. No, it was September. I'm pretty sure it was September. Wow. Maybe it was late August. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I left and went to uh, Game Informer in the, in, the, in the tundra of Minnesota. Uh, had a good time. Yeah. And now I'm working at uh, EDAR with Mr. Eric Budvig, what formerly of IGN. What is EDAR for all the people at home? Uh, if you don't know, it's, uh, it's mainly a research company. We have a, a giant database of information um, that we pull things out of for, for companies. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the, the main root of the company is, is the database. But we also do other stuff. Like Eric heads up our mock review, um, mock preview kind of uh, division. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm sort of doing, right now, I'm sort of doing a little bit of everything right now at the company. I'm doing some PR and doing some mock reviews and mock previews and some custom reports. So it's a... Uh, uh, is it's every a, one of your reviews is this should be more like Demon's Souls? Um, <laughs> no comment. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely a change of pace from, from games media. It's a little more um, sort of long-term report style writing as opposed to kind of the daily grind that we yeah, kind of all... 150 words on whatever's breaking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more, uh, you know, 10, 15-page kind of style report, long-form writing. So it's, uh, it's a good um, kind of mix-up. I was going to kind of uh, burned out on the games media, so I wanted sure. to do something, something different. So, Can you explain, good. since I didn't know what this was until I joined the industry, uh, what a mock review or a mock preview is, since I'm sure all uh, people know I'm not sure if I'm necessarily the person to speak directly to that, but it's, uh, it's like a, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a review as if it were written by a press member. And for the publisher, uh, for, so a com- they, for a company, like, yeah. give them a heads up on yeah. the game. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not published. It's an internal thing yeah. that you give them so they get an impression of yeah. how the game will be received. Right. A lot okay. of people who leave IGN do that for a while for the easy money. I think yeah, uh, Hillary Hillary's doing do some of them. I think yep. right. Yeah, he did for a while. I don't know if he still is. Yeah. I don't know. Charles Charles is doing them for Apple. 
I don't think you do. That. Oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> for, every, for every iPhone app. <laughs> but no, it, you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I'm glad to be back on the show. It's uh, had a. I'm in here for 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 the week of GDC. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. glad you could bit me in here. No, we're happy to finally have you. Do you still not like fat asses? Oh gosh, I knew I shouldn't come on this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question I get a lot on Twitter. I was going to ask you, like, what, what do you think is the favorite, your favorite Jim Riley memory at IDJ? Oh, wow. There's a lot of my good ones. Favorite Jim Riley. I have, memory. I have my favorite one. I'll tell you my favorite one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the day was um, it was uh, we went to the office. It was just me and you. You were playing. You were, you were playing Dark Boy. You went yeah. to Mel's for breakfast beforehand. Yeah. And we were at the office like all day. We ordered pizza, I think. And we did that video. We did a like, video. Hey, Jim, do you want to do everybody's job at the office? Yeah. It's, it's only on fa- IG and Facebook. Is it, I still there? There's yeah. some good. There's some good videos on that Facebook page still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, the, you and the Chobot stuff. Cho- the Chobot dates are on there as yeah. well. Yeah. Good times. Those aren't on YouTube. They are on YouTube. J- the okay, Chobot okay. ones are the the Martin Luther King one for sure. Yeah. Isn't? That was strictly a YouTube social joint. You got a favorite Jim Riley story that's. I don't know where do you begin. Fat ass, ass is one hot on hot on the tip of my tongue. I don't there. think it was that. It was that. No, that's, I mean, in the long run, no. Mostly, I mean, probably my favorite stories I can't even talk about because I wouldn't want to disparage you in public for the things you do or say. I, I mean, one of my one of my one of my the late Jim Riley members I had, I had that was actually like a really solid thing that Jim did for me was yeah. I had a room at E3 with Migs one year and M- Migs is a great guy but he snores right and I didn't want to do that and I'm like I'm not doing this anymore I'm not sleeping with people you know in the same room and Jim was like you can just come sleep in my room uh, and and. Got, like we arranged for a cot or whatever because Jim's a quiet sleeper or whatever. When did that happen? I don't remember this. This was your last E3, so it must have been 2011, and you had your own room, and uh, uh, that was a very nice solid. I, thing have my own room. Room. Yeah. I don't remember even having my own room. Yeah. But, oh. yeah, I was like this. I think it was the. I think Hillary would tell this story of the first time we ever met you at E3 because like, you started and went right to an E3. Yeah, wasn't that how that went. Yeah, and so you were staying with Clayman. And like they they went to drop something <laughs> yeah. off. They went to drop something off like in the middle of the night. You'd already gone back to bed. And they opened the door and came in, and you were just sitting in the bed, wide awake, fully clothed. But the lights were all off. And they're like, "What's wrong with this psycho?" I don't, cause I don't remember what happened there. But this is when like I didn't I didn't know about like when you go to E3 like what you do at yeah. night. Like I didn't know at parties. I didn't know anybody personally. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna like go back to my room and like remove myself and you know chill out. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember. I don't remember that part. <laughs> Although he did, he, I remember he talked about it before, but I don't remember why I did that. Go far. You only know Jim Riley as a, a podcast person, or as far as like your favorite Jim Riley memory. Sure. What, what's your favorite Jim Riley podcast memory from when you were just on the outside <sighs> listening to him? Oh my god, um, that's really hard. It's cool too because like Nightwing and Robin there. In the it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, and had I never left, he probably wouldn't be sitting here, right? That's yeah, true. So, look at that. Thank, thank you for again for that. Thanks, Man, I, thank and, you for quitting. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't realize how, how close after you I started to. Um, honestly, one of the things that always made me laugh was when you were like, "I'm never doing any more podcasts." You like quit podcasts, and then like two weeks later, we're on yeah, the podcast. Like I, I like how often that happened. But no, I mean, I, I don't even know if I have a specific Jim Riley memory to be honest. Well, Daniel writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Just says, now? Yeah. How, I mean, like in the last half hour? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Jim Riley, when we last saw you, you were a huge Demon Souls slash Dark Souls junkie. What other games from this past year have you re- have received as much attention from you, if any? All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some bombs on you here. Here we go. Oh, my God. Two, the two types of games I've played the most recently. Yeah. League of Legends. What? Yep. Wow. It's a good game. It's I'm not. Game. I'm not uh, I know it's a good game, but it's not what here's, I would here's why it's a good game. game. Here's why it's a good game. It's free. The game is free. I haven't spent a dime on it. Yeah. I put I put like twenty hours into it, uh, and it's a it's a it's a game everyone plays at the office. So like you know you you trying to jump in there, you start playing with everybody at the office. Sure, it's, sure, it's sure. A, kind that of a, a team based game, but uh, no, it's it's strictly a it's a game 
uh, it's a game game it's a game it doesn't have like quick time events cut scenes um you know cover based shooting it's very much just a game and you know the core mechanics there's no anything all the i feel like a lot of games nowadays have like just they're all, they're all copying each other right they're like right every, you know, detective mode every game has a detective mode now so it, it, it's league of legends is basically just a, it's very much a core game uh and i've been playing lots of mobile games as well okay so I've, I've actually been playing a ton of console games in the last six months i gotcha, gotcha. but uh no dark souls and demon souls are very good games how excited there. are you now for infinite crisis then what comes Infinite Crisis? <laughs> What's that? It got announced yesterday. It's it's combining your love of WoW, well, I don't know what Legends. Say. It's a DC MOBA. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know why Greg is. Yeah, it's, uh, sure it's, it's, it's like right. League of Legends, but with DC characters. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. You'll get on. You'll play with me. Right. Yeah, play. So, I, mean, I, I played League of Legends for a little bit. I'm not like a super fan. Yeah. But I've been playing it a lot recently. Okay. So, Jim, I have to ask you an important question. Sure. The Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Are moving to the Eastern Conference. They are next year. Yep. How they're do you feel, how do you feel about that? They're gonna slaughter everybody. Yeah, they're they're doing real well this year. They're, they're doing pretty good this year. They, right. they won three in a row. Yeah. They're uh, good. No, the, the Eastern Conference, as you know, Colin, is full of uh, cakewalk teams. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Oh my uh, god, you're out of here. So your when Detroit plays like Florida, Florida Panthers every year, <laughs> yeah, because there's none of those in the yeah, Western Conference. The Calgary Flames are really. Killing but there's it. Every, every team in t- every, every team in the West is really tough. <laughs> All much tough teams. We're gonna play the Islanders and the Red Wings. We're gonna play like four times a year now. Four times, and then they'll probably lose every single four. Every yeah, the Islanders have an unusual. They play once a year and they lose. Yeah, the Islanders have an unusual. The Islanders are always bad. The Red Wings are always very good. And every time they play, the Islanders win. They take them for granted. Convincingly, they take them for granted. Take them for granted. It's very weird. Anyway, what do you guys do on this podcast? Well, it's funny you ask. We're the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. So let's begin the show with what is forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I never too big for us. I never did it. I'm not doing no, you, it. Now. You never did it. There are 13 items on the list. Woo! Um, a baker's dozen. There's a lot of news coming out. Uh, start with this one. Uh, in a series of exclusives gotten by your boy, Colin Moriarty, IGN can confirm that both The Walking Dead Season 1 and Limbo are coming to PS Vita this year. The ESRB has also rated Jack and Daxter Collection for PS Vita, although Sony refuses to comment on it. Uh, so, yeah, obviously it's coming. Uh, this comes on the heels of a, controver- uh, a conversation rather Sony's Don Mesa had with me, in which he confirmed that over 100 games would come to PS Vita in 2013 alone. In that conversation, Mesa also told me that Vita owners enjoy 86% satisfaction rate. 90% of them use Vita at least once a week. And here's the crazy, here's the crazy number. The average playtime per week is 18.7 hours. That's an extraordinary for, for, for Vita. Hmm. It's an extraordinary amount of time. Did you help them get them the numbers? Hmm. <laughs> I, 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 some people are like those numbers are really high. I'm like they're not because Vita is owned by the most hardcore PlayStation audience. So how do they? How do so they, he's how... saying by the number of active users, right? People are if you're turning on your Vita, the average time that you're getting you're connected. To I assume so. Yeah. I mean, these how... are all statistics that they garnered through by, by polling. Yeah. You would think that they would be able to get those by the PlayStation Network, but I don't think that that would be reliable because the Vita is not always connected. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I'm talking about statistical significance. I don't know. Anyways, more important, Walking Dead. That's exciting. If yeah. it has another trophy list, not just for the Platinum, but just another reason to get it. It will. I'm sure game. it will. Were, were there other games coming? The Walking Dead Season 1. Yep. Limbo, which I played last night. Do you I, think I, it's I too late for some of these? No. No? I think what I'm starting to get kind of puzzled by is, like, I'm heartened by the fact that they're, like, getting a bunch of indie titles. Like, there's a, we played a lot of them yesterday. There must have been 20, yeah. like, pretty solid indie games yesterday that, was at, that were available at a Sony event. You know, Thomas was alone, which is a really good game. Yep. Uh, Dragon Fantasy, which is like a really cool RP, old school RPG. Yep. A lot of Hotline really Miami. Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. Well, yeah. Ibn Ab. Ob. Ibn Ob looks awesome. Yeah. Um, these are cool games, but they're all out already. 
Like, there, there's very few games that are like, you know, this is coming to Vita, exclusively to Vita, or like some, some you know, except for Guacamelee, which is Guacamelee and that really game, cool. Uh, Metrico, I think it is, that they, that they showed, looks actually really cool. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. Well, you figure yeah. this is their in, right, in, in some respects. I think a lot of our audience listens and only has a console, only has a PlayStation, maybe only has 360, so they did miss Hotline Miami. They didn't play it on a PC. They didn't play... Uh, Thomas is, was alone, sorry. Yeah, Thomas was alone is fucking cool. I never played that game until last night. It's a really neat game. Yeah, I want to play that Hotline Miami game. Yeah, yeah the Hotline Miami is so good, and it, it, I'm amazed that Microsoft didn't snatch that up first. Like, I would have expected that to be an XBLA thing. So it is. It's on Vita. That's amazing. I'm so excited to play that again. Port Walking Dead, and you put a attractive price point on it. More people, even if they already own it once, will buy it again. And be like, oh, well, I can yeah. play through on the road now in a different way. It did really well on iOS. I think it it could do pretty well on Vita. Limbo, Limbo is the one that I feel like could be too late. Limbo is like. See, I think like it's it's it's. A good amount of late. In it. I think. I think when it when Limbo came to PlayStation Three, it was already late, and so no, I don't think I don't feel like anybody cared when it came to PlayStation Network. It really didn't make waves. It felt like, and so now so much has happened. So many people are picking up these videos. So many people have you know grown up or come of age since like it really came out. Especially when it came out on 360. I think now there there's a new audience who's already skipped that game and missed it. Yeah. If it's brand new and in front of them again. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll replay it. I just don't know. It's definitely been a while, and I feel like some like like Mitch last night was like, "Oh, really, Limbo?" Like it just like it, it, to some people, it's just an old game at this. Yeah, point. and I I understand that, but I think we're also you know the privileged few, right? Like they have sure. to they play that game super early. I mean, I played Limbo at a GDC years ago. I remember when it first showed up. I, I what I'm fascinated about with Limbo coming to Vita is it's almost full circle because you know the rumors have been for a long time that Play Dead pitched Sony the game first, and Sony wanted to own the IP, um, and so they moved on. Um, so it, it seems like by coming to PlayStation consoles late, you know, it's kind of like a full circle thing or whatever, and it was Double, more relevant when it was on Xbox. Double Eleven helping bring that port over. The guys who worked mm-hmm. on Little Big Planet Vita. That's interesting. Yeah, and I ran into dudes um, uh, last night from Curve. Do you remember the game Explodemon? Yeah. Uh, on PSN, I really liked that game a lot. Um, I'm, I don't think it did well, but uh, it was a cool game. Um, and those guys uh, are porting a bunch of games to Vita now. They're porting Thomas Was Alone and a few other games mm-hmm. as well, so they've turned into like publishers, which is interesting. Um, number two. Two new PlayStation 4 games have been announced. Both Blacklight Retribution and Primal Carnage Genesis will be coming to Sony's new console, I assume, this year. I don't have any idea when. What, uh, what kind of games are this? Black yeah, I, I've kind of, like, I'm out of the news cycle now. I don't sure. follow everything. Well, this just broke last night, so yeah. you, you'd be allowed to not know this. Blacklight is a free-to-play shooter, right? Yep, and, and it's going to still be free-to-play. And Primal Carnage Genesis is an episodic... So, right? Primal Carnage Genesis, this is actually, if I'm understanding it correctly, it was an asynchronous game on PC... That this is sort of a spin-off version, making it into sort of yeah, like an episodic single-player game. Um, apparently, in the PC version, you could play as a dinosaur. I don't know if that's carrying over. I see. It was called Primal Primal what? Carnage Genesis. Genesis. Oh, I thought I was thinking of Primal Rage, the old fighting oh, game. Oh man, you know? if I only. That was me a fighting game. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's like it's, the teaser trailer they showed was like a dinosaur escaping from a lab. He was a T Rex. He was in a, He's still a dinosaur. chamber with a, like a pipe down his throat, and he ripped it out, and he really? broke all his bonds, and he yeah. broke out, and then he stepped on the. It, I didn't think it Great. was impressive. It no, didn't, I, didn't I agree. do much for me. It, yeah, it, it As someone who not... doesn't know what Primal Carnage is, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, what is this game exactly? Like, it, it told Great. you literally nothing, yeah. And I also was like, this. It didn't. I didn't look at it and go, man, the PlayStation yeah. 3 could never make these graphics of this T-Rex. Well, it's also, so Blacklight and Primal Carnage are Unreal Engine 3 games. So, I mean, they're not, this isn't like crazy next-gen tech or anything. That's like, funny. there weren't anything that was going to blow us away. But I thought someone, what trailer was it yesterday that showed the Unreal Engine 4? Somebody opened with Unreal Engine 4, I thought. With Unreal 4. No, they opened with an Unreal logo. And I don't think it said 4 specifically. I sure it did. Isn't maybe, that game maybe, maybe. that Chobot's working on? That's Unreal 4, yeah. What's that, what's that game called? Dead um, something? That's 
daylight, daylight that's and that's right. by the guys who do blacklight, oh, but man. they're unrelated. <laughs> Interesting. Number three. Square Enix's president, Yoichi Wada, has stepped down following Yoichi a dire, dire financial forecast for the company. Square Enix is predicting new income losses of 13 billion yen, a sharp increase over the initial loss prediction of 3.5 billion yen. I don't know how you fuck up that, that yeah. badly that you miss it by like four times. <laughs> <laughs> Wada was CEO of Square Enix since 2000. Uh, I think this is going to be very good for the company. Um, Some new, new blood in there? When you really think about all the Square games that, have, that are good that have come out this, in this century, they're not many. When you think about all the good Square games that came out before Wada took over, there are many of them. I don't think. I think it's a little weird that they're you know that the priorities of these companies are to remake games like Final Fantasy X, <laughs> when you can remake seven and probably sell a bunch. Like it's just they don't make smart finan- They're not making smart financial decisions. And the only reason Square Enix is in good shape at all or in any sort of shape is because they bought IDOS. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can shed light on this. Mm, I saw me. making it. To- yeah, so I'm looking he's at pointing you. at him. I'm Andrew. looking at Infoboy. Sorry, everybody, I'm pointing at Andrew. Andrew, okay. can you shed light on this? I was looking through Twitter today, okay. and a whole bunch of people early in the morning were kicking around this uh, 3.5 million copies sold as a failure thing. That yeah. Square was unhappy with Tomb Raider. Yeah, uh, Luke Carmali. Uh, that story's probably live on IGN now, actually. Uh, sure. He was writing that as we were coming up here. Yeah, it's... um, from what I, it, it, So I think they talked about Tomb Raider. It's also Hitman and something else. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I didn't read that whole thing yet. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll look it up. Let's yeah. What's up also, next? you were right. Primal Carnage is not a religion for a game. Booyah, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw in that same report that uh, Sleeping Dogs shipped 1.7 million. That was the other one, Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Um, right, here it is. Which is very cool. Square Enix has revealed that despite selling well, Tomb Raider, Hitman Absolution, and Sleeping Dogs all failed to hit the company's internal expectations. Tomb Raider managed to shift 3.4 million copies, <laughs> Hitman 3.6. Sleeping Dogs, 1.7. What did you expect <laughs> out of Sleeping Dogs? That's, that game sold much better than I thought yeah, it was going to. Yeah. That. that game's oh. awesome. I still need to play that game. Sleeping Dogs is excellent. Excellent did, game. Wait, did you say shift or ship? Shift. So I'm reading verbatim what the story says. That's what Luke I, says. I cannot tell you more about uh, it. They shifted. Yeah, they shifted that. How many of each game's <laughs> You one... can't shift the games. We have to ship them. <laughs> no, that's why, that's, why, that's, why, that's why they missed their expectations, because they were shifting games. <laughs> they just went from one factory to another. <laughs> They're shifted. <laughs> How many of each game Square Enix was expected to sell isn't mentioned in the report. Though last September, it was revealed the company was hoping to shift 14.9 million discs in the six months ending March 2013. Right, we need to fix that. Seeing as only 8.75 million retail games have been sold, this could, this could explain the blah, blah, blah. All right. I'll forward this down to someone there. Number, number four. Uh, Puppeteer has a release date. It will be released exclusively on PlayStation 3 on September 10th. This is citing rumors. Uh, I know that that's true. So uh, it'll be out on September 10th. That's my most anticipated game, I think. That Pers- game personally. is awesome. Yeah. I've played it now a couple times extensively. The game is really cool. Like yeah. I, I think that it's going to be struggle to find a market because no one's going to have any idea what the fuck it is. But... I really enjoy... I, I mean, at Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, uh, I played it for like 45 minutes. Like, they let me just sit down and play the game. And then I played it much more recently. Um, different part of the game. It's really, really cool. How is it... Uh, how's, like, the platforming? Is it floaty? It's good. It's a little floaty. It yeah. feels like a little bit like... I don't want to say it feels like Little Big Planet because it... It, it draws comparisons to it. Yeah, cool. yeah. There's definitely... There's something about that game that is definitely derived from a media molecule game, I think. Um, and I'm Could not be. crazy about Little Big Planet, but I, I, I do like... I do like Puppeteer from what I've seen. Yeah. Of it, so. I'm really bummed that I haven't been able to go with you yet to see that game. Because, yeah, I agree. That game looks incredibly good. Um, yeah, and we'll have more on that very soon. Uh, number five, uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD are indeed both being released on PS3 and Vita this year. X and X2 will be bundled together on PS3, but they will need to be purchased separately on Vita. 
because that makes no fucking sense. I mean, on PS3... So whatever we can do to make no sense, we'll do that. Amazon and Best Buy <laughs> listed that PS3 bundle at 40 bucks. Um, I don't know what that means for the Vita pricing. Like, if they're just going to be nineteen ninety nine each on Vita, I guess that's fine. No, that makes If they're going to be twenty nine ninety nine each on Vita, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be much more than they should be. Number six... The cl- I'm very excited about this. The classic 1989 NES title, DuckTales, is getting a remake. Capcom and WayForward, a studio I have a lot of respect for, have teamed up to bring DuckTales Remastered to PSN, XBLA, and Wii U this summer. It will cost $14.99. I am sure I'm going to be into that one. Dan, the man from Sudan, writes in to beyond.ign.com and said, What's the big whop about DuckTales? <laughs> I think he means whoop. Am I too young? To really get why people are talking about it. Was it the Uncharted 3 of your time? Love the show, Dan. <laughs> Was it the Uncharted 3 of the time? I do feel like there's a bit... People are a bit too excited. I feel like... I agree with that. I feel like, yeah, it, it's a cool announcement, and the game looks pretty good. I feel like people are going just a bit overboard. With, well, let me with put this. this into perspective, because I understand... I understand where people are coming from with this. DuckTales was an excellent game on NES. It was built on the Mega Man engine. It's probably the best non-Mega Man game built on the Mega Man engine during Capcom's heyday, and this is from the late 80s. Um, And people are excited about it, I think, because that game has never been revisited, ever. That license really came and went. Well, there was the DuckTales 2. On NES. But they never never revisited it later. Like, this thing's been dormant. So... DuckTales is, like, not relevant to an entire generation of people because they never went back and revisited the franchise ever. Like, it, right. it, was, it, was, it was encapsulated on the Mega Man engine within these two years or so on NES during a heyday when people really enjoyed those games. And we've gotten new Mega Man games. We get new Castlevania games and all these things, but we've never gotten new DuckTales games. And I think that, that that's why people are really excited. That game's fucking really it's, good. I think it's way more than the game. I think it's the franchise, right? It's this thing from your childhood that was awesome and that you loved and you had the stuffed Huey, Dewey, and Louie and, like... Then they all, you know, I mean, they went away. They didn't. Have, it's not like Ninja Turtles or Spider Man that keeps getting re, re- reiterated on in every form of media, right. right? Like Ducktales, unless I'm missing something, totally faded away. Yeah, it did. Really I, the cartoon did. The cartoon did, and the and the game did. And obviously, like there are a lot of great Capcom games from that era that have like Chip and Dale's is another really good example of a game that like they they should go back to. And and if they're getting permission from. Disney to do these kinds of games, and I'm excited to see what what they have going forward. These are really solid games. Ducktales is a really good game. I think it's I think it's just a really cool announcement. I think because uh, yeah. yeah, all the fans were like, "What if they actually remade this game?" And then, of course, you know, they actually announced it. It's one of those games it, where so. a lot of people are going to download it and like play for an hour and just be like, "That was fun." Yeah. And, like done, <laughs> took it off, and never. Because we saw it. we've seen a ton of. I mean, like there's been a ton of classic 8-bit, 16-bit remakes sure. of this generation. Sure, 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 uh, sure. What were some of their, like, what was the, was there a Final Fight 1? Final, Final Fight, Final Fight, yeah. yeah. Um, Just right. Contra, right? It wasn't like, it wasn't, it was like a remake or... There's always a new Double Dragon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Double Dragon. Blood Rain Betrayal was clearly supposed to be a Castlevania game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I think that, like, I really would have preferred one of two things as opposed to them remaking it is, is just re-releasing the game for $5 with trophies would have been cool. Yeah. Um, or doing a, a DuckTales game in the spirit of the 8-bit style like they did Mega Man 9 and 10. But whatever. I'm still pretty excited about it. Number seven. In a conversation with UK is the official PlayStation magazine, Quantic Dream revealed that it will be remaining exclusive to PlayStation and that they're currently working on a PS4 game in addition to Beyond Two Souls, which is due out on PS3 this October. Chee. Um... You can go to IGN and read more about that. It's really interesting because what they're basically saying is that they could obviously make more money by porting their games, but they don't even own these games, by the way. Sony owns Heavy Rain and Beyond. Um, but, they own this Beyond. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But they don't, they're, they're basically saying that they don't care about the money because Sony, they're profitable, they make money, and that Sony lets them do basically whatever they want. So they were saying that as long as they can keep making the games they want to make, they'll never make a game that's not on PlayStation. I don't understand why Sony hasn't just acquired them. Because they don't need to. I mean, I think it's becoming yeah. more obvious, like, if you're getting, why buy the cow? Or sure. you get the sex for free. <laughs> Is that how the saying goes? Yeah. Huh. That's, that's like Jay and Silent Bob or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Ball rats. Oh, that's right. Number eight, Insomniac's very first multi-platform game, Fuse, oh, wait, has a release date. <laughs> Look for it on PS3 as well as Xbox 360 on May 28th in North America and May 31st in Europe. Very interested to see how that game does. Not well. I agree. Number nine. Bioware, oh, sorry. I, I, at uh, PAX, first off, hey, everybody who came out and said hi to PAX. Thanks for coming to PAX. It was nice seeing you and hanging out at the IGN parties. I hosted the Fuse panel and I asked him about that. I was like... So, you know, are you offended that this is called the sleeper hit? Like, you know, we, that's what the panel was fused, the sleeper hit of 2013. I mean, a sleeper hit is implying that no one is expecting anything from your game. Like, how do you expect it to sell? And, like, they were all like, I don't know, Ted talked for a while about it, and he was pretty, you know, that we think we're actually are in a good spot, that we're coming out when all these sequels are saturating the market, and we're, you know, we're a new IP. We're hoping we can get people excited about that. With Obviously, there's a great install base, blah, blah, blah. As far as how is it going to sell... We don't know, blah, 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 but, you know, the kids there seem happier than... I one, I, I have only seen our trailers. I've never actually played it or anything like that, but watching the demo at the show, I was like, oh, that looks actually good. Yeah. Like, I see no. what Mitch has been talking about forever. I feel yeah. like the, the May release date's a little bit better than the original kind of March yes. window they were... Like, yeah, it, it would have gotten lost. Yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. I mean, May, May and June right now were pretty open. I mean, Last of Us is in June, but yeah. there's not, like, a ton coming out. Number nine. Bioware Edmonton, the studio behind Mass Effect, has revealed that it's working on something new apart from the Mass Effect franchise. The Mass Effect franchise itself will be will in turn be taken care of by Bioware Montreal. So that's actually kind I of... I feel like that news is a little old. Yeah, well, basically what this was was um, that it, it's more that it's Casey Hudson's team, right? That Casey Hudson's, even though he's executive producer on the, on the Mass Effect being made at Montreal, he's like heading up this, whatever this project is. Yeah, they're is doing well. something like a new story. And they said it. it's next gen. It's, you um, think it's a sci-fi RPG? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be kind of like with, Western. with Media Molecule being like, "Oh, we're we're branching out, we're doing something different." And then Tearaway is like kind of the same idea as Little Big Planet. I feel like this is going to be one of those situations, but maybe not. Who knows? Number ten. In a GDC panel, the unfinished Swans creative director Ian Dallas revealed that his small studio went over budget and over schedule to the tune of some three hundred to four hundred percent while making the unfinished Swan. The news comes on the heels of the announcement of Giant Sparrow's next game for PlayStation, a mysterious title known as Edith Finch. Um, and there's a, a pretty interesting story behind that. Um, the Unfinished Swan, or, or Giant Sparrow has a blog, and they posted the logo and said that the next game is called the Edith Finch, and then a few hours later they took it down. Um, but they kept the wording yeah. the same, so it's like, we're proud to announce that the code name of our new project is Giant Sparrow Untitled Project 2. <laughs> That's like the text in yeah. their blog now. And, and the URL, I think, is still like Slash Finch. Yeah, Slash like Finch. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have been speculating about why this is. There has been some speculation that um, that Giant Sparrow might have been dropped by Sony, which um, is, I'm sure, not true. Um, and uh, I, think the spec- I think that people are more not understanding that Sony is the publisher and the owner of these games, and so they will dictate when they're announced, and they were probably not given permission. Um, that's my theory. Uh, that's good theory. Solid. Number 11. A patent application filed by Sony indicates that the company may be looking into ways to bring trophies to games that don't natively support them. Thank you for kicking me in the shin. I'm rubbing it. I'm rubbing it. <laughs> the insinuation it with... You're rubbing my knee. The insinuation with this I application... Tell, I can't see under the table see where I kicked you. <laughs> the insinuation with this application is that trophies could be coming to the likes of PS1 Classics, PS2 Classics, PS Minis, and other software. Uh, we have more, much more on that, including the uh, patent application link on IGN, if you're interested in seeing that. And a conversation. Yep, and a conversation. That's pretty exciting news. I think there's a handsome man. Number 12... 
Two resumes from Karin Sucker Punch employees indicate that Infamous Second Son is a PlayStation 4 launch title set for release this year. Booyah! Um, which is all the evidence I really need. Uh, <laughs> no, number, thir- <laughs> number 13, the next Call of Duty game reportedly called Ghost may be a next-gen only game, though the source of this information remains unknown. That's yeah, like hold, hold on, hold on. We're not gonna, don't, don't just flip that page over. We're going to stay on that story. Yeah. I mean, the source of that story was like a YouTube video, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that part of that, I think, is totally there's no way that they would be crazy enough to release it next generally like that part of that rumor is totally implausible to me and if you're freaking out at home you don't understand why it's because activision likes to make money yeah and so there are millions upon millions of 360s the hardware PS3s owners will love that well and especially everywhere. that specific franchise like they just would never ever do that yeah Whoop. yeah they want they they want it to come out to as many people as possible and that, that means not putting it on the brand new systems that don't have an install base yet that's it. That's it for the news. Can you flip the paper around? I mean, you flip the paper around. It's already flipped around. You can flip it around again yeah, if you sure. want. Oh, man. Yeah, there we go. Just for audio there effect. There we go. There we go. That's it. Oh, okay. Hey, Jim. Hey. So, if I didn't want to play League of Legends, I wanted to play something <laughs> on a store shelf. It's like Demon's Souls? Is this, yeah. It's available on, on well, retail. And... That's old game. An old game is old. So... Where would Still I go to find game. out where? Hold on, before the we before game. we get into this, Colin, I know last week you were mentioning about how you're going for some tough PlayStation Platinums. Yeah, not going to do it for Demon Souls. Why not? Because I don't like that game. No, no, no. no. Um, I don't see how it's it's easily the best game of this generation. It's not. It's, it's not. not even it's, close. And it's not even on your PlayStation Three best games list. Nope. Do you um, listen to Beyond now? You said last week. I listen. To, I listen basically every week. Oh wow! Oh, thank, thank you. you. I, I try yeah. to tune in. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that too. I'm no, not, I'm not, uh, Colin, you should. You know how I feel it. about those games, Jim. We've had many conversations. I've about beaten games. the game. I know you have. I have, you have platinums I've, in like three territories. <laughs> I think you can do it though. I've beaten that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I could do it. I'm just, just not going to play that game. Think about it. I I'm played. Just, I played Demon Souls for five to ten hours. When that's I came not. Out. That's not enough. You need to play it for a hundred. That's when it really gets awesome. I have. I got. other kind of games. I know you have plenty of time. I know you have plenty of time. That's true. On weekends, I have plenty, you have of, time. plenty of time. Just, just think about it. All right, I'll don't think just, about it. Just, just... I, I do. I, I do think about it sometimes. It's good. I do. You should. It, 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 it broaches my memory sometimes. All right, Matt, Craig, as you were saying, I was going to ask you, where could I go to find out what new games are in stores? The official list of upcoming play. Uh, hold on, I, it's, I, hard. I got... it's hard. It's hard, right? The, up, the upcoming, uh, the a list of upcoming PlayStation mm. titles on mm. all three platforms by the IGN editors. I'm, I'm close. The official list. The official list of upcoming PlayStation software yeah. on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Right. So it's official. It's one of those things you, yeah. I've, I've always found is that you can't, it's got to be a reflex because there's a rhythm to how it's said. So if you stop the rhythm and try to think it through, that's why yeah. you yes. fall apart. Right. The yep. of the it's, like, it's like if you're in a cartoon and you're, you run off the edge of the cliff, just don't look down. Just keep running, you'll get where you are. It's when you look down, you realize you're not on ground anymore. That's quite the analogy. Uh, on PS3 uh, retail, Bioshock Infinite comes out yeah, this week. Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, the game no one knows exists. And Tiger Woods PGA I, Tour 14. Today, where's the review for Army of Two, Devil's Cartel? Did we ever get it? I don't even know if we got it. I don't it. even know. I think, uh, I think we're going to the store to buy it today. Okay. Well, it's that's always a good sign. Well, that's yeah. interesting, though, because Army, I never played the sequel, but Army of the original Army of Two, I like that game a lot. Um, and I'm surprised that you know they're just releasing these games, but not maybe confident in them. I don't know. That's just that's just conjecture. All three of those games are available on PSN as well if you want to download them digitally. Uh, on PSN for PS3, PS Move Fitness. Colin, you're on that one, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm all over. <laughs> WRC three FIA World Rally Championship Woo! for both Vita and PS3. Quite the, quite the name of that game. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a game that would probably be huge in Europe. Yep. Uh, Tales of Graces F digitally comes out for Vita. Amen, which was a launch game for Vita in Europe, uh, is finally coming here. Is and it, 
a like a like a single men, uh, or is it like a prayer? Amen? There's a dash there. I think. Yeah, it's, it's dash. It's like, not like a, a man. It's... A dash men. Okay. Uh, and Machinarium uh, has been ported over to Vita. Uh, demos: Amen on Vita, PS Move Fitness for PSN, and Pure Chess for Vita and PS3. Pure Chess is not a good game. Oh. Um, wait, no. wait. How is Pure Chess not a good game? It's, it's chess. chess, man. It's uh, it's correspondence chess. What? See, this is so it's asynchronous. Yeah, it's asynchronous chess, which is the fucking worst. Like I don't. Well, yeah, that's the the reference I always make. Like people in prison play chess like that, or like people like that want to play like via like chess by mail. So like a popular thing with some people. We should do that, Colin. It's awful. I like I want to sit at a board and play, and like if you can't if you can't make an online infrastructure to have like a person playing chess live. Then like yeah. don't bother. Like I don't know why you would like. I, I would love do chess. I play, I play chess for a long time. I'm good at chess, and I understand the game. And like people don't typically want to play like that. If you go and play a game of Blitz or something like that, or you that's a five minute game. And you play Blitz. Bullet. That's a one minute game. You want to play Standard. You need like you need to have a mat in front of you and the pieces and a, a clock. Time. I mean that's that's the way you or play. Stratego. Strate- oh yeah, we used to play Stratego. I beat, I beat you both times. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. That's anything. At least a timeout. I think you did. Oh, I, no, yeah. I said slam the clock. I said something about oh, the clock. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't say timeout for sure. What if, what if, timeout. <laughs> what, if yeah, what if I did like the Zach Morris yeah, timeout and I just turned to the wall and started talking and then I just came back you guys like, uh. uh for PS2 Classics, Nobunaga's Ambition Iron Triangle is out. What, is, what a classic. is it. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast beyond is the conversational podcast. However, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Not really that many. I listen to This American Life, right? And they have different contributors come in. And sometimes they have sister shows that they bring in for a segment. Like The Moth. This is how I found The Moth. I didn't tell anybody in this room about this because I forgot all about it until right now. So I want to do something here. We're going to bring in a sister contributor right now. Someone who already has their own show. Let some of their audio play. Give those people a taste of that audio. Who do you think it's going to be, Goldfarb? I think it's going to be the game fun time. No. Before we go into this, can I ask Andrew about his um, no? Girl? We'll do it when we come back okay. on the other side. On All the right. other side. On the other side. I'm really interested here because it's, it's going to take oh, us two sure. seconds. And okay. There'll be a blank spot here. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think the most fascinating and interesting man who makes IGN content, video content, is none other than Bobby Amos. Bobby in 1984. Uh, if you're not listening to his Call of Duty commentaries, I understand. If I saw Call of Duty commentary, I probably wouldn't click on it. I probably wouldn't care. But the thing about Bobby's Call of Duty commentaries is that they have nothing to do with Call of Duty. I enjoy watching them, too. Yeah, exactly. What I do true. with them usually is I put them on and do other work while I just listen to him like a podcast, like you might do with Podcast Beyond. So I wanna, I'm going to insert some audio here from Bobby's latest one. Uh, basically, Bobby started thinking about why he doesn't like to go hiking. And then if he could outrun a bear, <laughs> and then it gets off the rails. So, I think you could outrun a bear. Bears aren't that fast. Well, you'll hear Bobby's argument here in a second. Okay. You can decide for yourself if you think you could. If you like this, make sure you hit him up on Twitter. Bobby, 1984. It's just Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, A, 1984. And then go watch the rest of these commentaries. He's been doing these for years on IGN. <laughs> so there is a giant catalog. You can get them all at go.ign.com slash Bobby, 1984. Bobby, take it away. Greetings, everyone. This is your boy, Bobby. Uh, Nineteen eighty-four, coming to you with another Call of Duty Black Ops Two game play, 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 play. Let's dive into today's topic. So, you know, last week I was talking to a couple of my boys at work, and man, we talked about some real crazy things. Uh, I was talking to my boy Pat and my boy uh, Matt Moresco, and we was talking about, I guess, some of the things they enjoy doing on the weekends, you know, in their free time. So. You know, tell me, I know Matt Marisco's crazy. He likes to wrestle alligators and do crazy shit like that. You know, stuff stuff that 
me, me personally, I wouldn't do, you know. Well, my man Pat likes to go hiking. Him and his girlfriend, they like to, you know, go hiking, you know, in Yellowstone or Yosemite or wherever the hell. And I was just, you know, I asked him, said, you're not scared to do nothing like that? I mean, what about bears, you know, grizzly bears and black bears? And, you know, Pat, he told me, he said, man, this one time he saw a grizzly bear, you know, he was in their car, and he's trying to stick his head out the window take a picture. I'm just like, are you crazy? Like, who, like, who does that, you know? So, we we kind of delve into that a little further. So we you know we start talking about you know situations you know what to do if you encounter either a grizzly bear or a black bear. And I know one of the number one rules that you don't want to break is you do not want to run from a grizzly bear or a black bear because they see they they see you as prey and they're gonna come after you. So I, I know that, and you could tell me that over and over and over again. But I know if I ever encounter a bear. I'm taking off. I, 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 I know one of the things they tell you to do is you're supposed to carry the bear pepper spray. But I wouldn't be the right person to do that if I'm hiking. Because if I'm going to be carrying the, the pepper spray, any little rattle in the bush, any little rattle behind anything, the, the spray's coming out and I'm spraying it. You know, so I'm pretty much going to waste it on a rabbit or you know a deer or something. So I'm not going to be the person to carry that. And... I know you're not supposed to run. I, I, I always tell myself that, you know, even in the situations we came in with. <clears throat> but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm taking off. I am. But here's another thing they tell you to do. I've been reading up on this stuff. I've been researching it and everything. Cause it, you know, it's really been bothering me. They tell you to go into the fetal position. Like, I'm not laying down. I'm not laying down letting this bear attack me. You know, you see? And it, it played dead. I'm not doing that either. I'm not laying down. I'm not playing dead. And... I'm too scary to stand my ground, you know, and then they tell you not to make eye contact. More than likely, I'm going to look right in the bear's eyes and I, and I'm going to threaten the bear on accident because I'm going to be freaked out. So one thing I thought about, right, after I thought about this, we start coming up with situations. And I saw, I asked, him, I asked, I asked Matt Maresco, I said, hey, man, let's say this bear is 30 yards away and they start charging you. Are you still going to go into the, the fetal position? Because if that bear decides he's coming after me, I'm going. If my car is, I say, let's say car is 20 yards away and the bear is 30 yards away and I'm in the middle, I'm going to try to make it to the car. And, and he told me, he said, you shouldn't run because bears can get up to about 30 miles an hour. And I said, oh, okay, okay. I said, but you underestimate, underestimate, underestimating me because I'm deceptively fast. I, I mean, I, I'm not in the best shape, but I think I can outrun the bear. And I know, I know that sounds crazy and it sounds stupid. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And hold on, where are the people at? That, they're okay, so people left. I'm like, where the hell is everybody at? I'm like walking around trying to figure out if we flip the spawn or not, nobody's coming. But it's because they left the game. Okay. So, as I was saying, I, I, I just was, I, I was kind of insulted by Matt Maresco by, by him telling me I could not run the bear. So, this past weekend, um, my old high school was holding these little, you know, football camps and things like that. So, I decided, you know, I'm going to go up to school. I'm 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 a, you know see how fast I am. So, okay, we got more people joining. Cool. So, I went to my old high school. And it was like something straight out of the uh the Deion Sanders commercial for the Super Bowl with the Leon Sandcastle where he put that ugly wig on and went out there and just blew everybody away. It was something like that what I did, man. I went out there, told him I wanted to run the 40-yard dash. And I kid you not. Now, this wasn't the fastest times I've ever seen, but I I clocked in at the 40-yard dash. As the NAS music, come on, turn it up. 
clocked in at 4.43 seconds in a 40-yard dash. So now I said, okay, that's not not too shabby. I mean, it's not Chris Johnson, but it was okay. So then I said, well, let me get the three-cone drill going. So I hit the three-cone drill, knocked that out in 4.6 seconds. I said, okay, 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 okay. We're getting nasty out here. And I started noticing more and more people, like, you know, the scouts and things start kind of checking me out. So I said, let me... Let me hit the 20-yard shuffle. Shuttle. Let me, let me see how that works. So I hit that. Uh, they timed me. Clocked that in as the dog. Was that the dogs coming in? Oh, man. And this one? Oh, no, no, no. That's the warthog. Who feasting off my order of VSAT, man? <sighs> I tell you, man. Throw up the order of VSAT and everybody think it's time to eat. Mm, get back off me. So now I ran the 20-yard 20 yard shuttle. I ran that in 4.28. Clocked that in. And... And, you know, everybody's like, wow, man, who's this kid out? Because I had shaved before I went. Had the little clean face look on, you know. And look, I was, I was in a little bit of shape because I've been doing the sanity workout. So, you know, I'm kind of cut, looking nice and everything. But after I ran all of that, people kind of started coming around me and was going, hey, kid, who are you? You know, I don't know you. I don't see your name on the list here. Who are you? It's like, what do you think about, you know, coming coming out and you know trying out for this and trying out for that and I'm just like you know what nah man I'm not interested I, I just want to see if I possess the speed to outrun a grizzly bear or a black bear I'm not here trying to get on scholarships I'm not here trying to go to NFL I just want to test this stuff and these guys were seriously trying to talk me in the stand and coming to talk to this guy and talk to that guy I'm like no 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 I just wanted to see if I could outrun this grizzly bear so after t- getting these times I think <laughs> I honestly think I might be able to shake shake one of these bears, man. I, I think so. And, I, and as I said, I know they can get to 30 miles per hour. But if you give me 30 or 40-yard head start and they started charging and I need to get to my car that's 25 yards to 30 yards away, I'm going to get there. I'm, 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 I got confidence in myself. I'm not being cocky or anything like that. But, ooh, fooled them cats. But I think I'm going to get there. You know, if you enjoyed this gameplay, man, please subscribe to IGN. You know, come on back next Wednesday at 12.15. It's going to be another video for you. But your boy Bobby will just, man, he, he ran away from bears, man. But if you enjoyed this video or this story, man, just hit me up in the comment section. Let me know what you think as I splatter his blood all over the place. But we got to get on about it, him, man. 40 and 4, man. We go. All right, Jim, what do you want to talk to? Oh, I want to ask Andrew about the uh, – Jennifer is her name? That's right. her name, yeah. Uh, so I watched the video where you brought this, this woman in, mm-hmm. and then you left. To go to <laughs> <laughs> and then you apparently had – you met later that day for something. We, so, yeah, we went for coffee right after she came in. She came in. They surprised me on Beyond, which was great. Uh, and then we went to coffee right after that yeah. at Ironside across the street for like an hour. Um, and then – a week ago today, we went on like a, a proper date. Okay, and I, I'm not really talking about it. Okay, show all right. Do gonna, you want to go? Yeah, we're do you keep... want, is it time to take this one out of the public limelight? Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. You can uh, maybe over GDC this week. You'll all right. Put it yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm morbidly interested. In sure, sure. We'll talk. We can talk. <laughs> that made it really creepy. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, before we jump off topic, uh-huh. College Boy 1989 writes in. No offense, Greggy, but this question. R for Goldfarb. (laughs) (laughs) College boy, 89. All right. Which did you enjoy more? Your surprise lunch date from a couple weeks ago or your early Bioshock Infinite playthrough beyond? Sorry, Jennifer, Bioshock. (laughs) I mean, I think think she has to understand. Who here has played that game? Just you? Just me. Is is it good? Oh, yes. Very, very, very good. 
I mean, yeah, those those tens <clears throat> that other sites were giving it were correct. Speaking of how good it is, Asheen Sin writes in. He says, I just wanted to know where the Dark Knight of News places Bioshock Infinite among his all-time favorite games. I mean, I've only played it once. Like, I've, I've played Bioshock 1, like, at least a dozen times. It, like, it, it will take me many more playthroughs of, of Infinite. You're going to stew on it. I mean, like, like first impressions-wise, like, right now, I absolutely think I like it better than Bioshock 1. Um, because I don't think I can ever go back to Bioshock 1 after playing Infinite. Because, like, once you walk around with Elizabeth, like, just talking to someone on a radio doesn't work anymore right like it'll feel like there are little tiny pockets of infinite where you're not with elizabeth and you like feel it like feels empty and quiet and combat is different so like i i don't know like like right now gut instinct is that i really 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 but like wait it. a minute wait a minute wait the a original minute. bioshock is brilliant because you never with the exception of andrew ryan run into anybody yeah ever. everyone's behind glass and, in that and game. cohen yeah. well there's some I mean, some other there's some other yeah, people other it's yeah it's, it's, but it's, you're it's behind glass always behind glass yeah, 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 yeah exactly well, like, well, like, like you you run into cohen and you can kill him if you want and then you Spoilers. no no sorry for bioshock, bioshock one, one <laughs> uh, i every time we say anything on this fucking show somebody gets their panties in a bunch that yeah. we said no i was gonna buy infinite i will say in defense of greg there are i mean the ps3 version you get bioshock one the game right so there are people who have not played Bioshock. That 1. is not all. All the concept was that you can kill a character named Sander Cohen. The, yeah, the story you can. Yeah. And and I also want to say that uh, I understand the infamous two argument. And I apologize about that because that game's like well, I I, it's I like don't two years old. Bioshock came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. So well, that when, is that is when it came out a year later. A year later. Yeah. Something like that. Just I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. So we've heard your yeah we've heard your bitching. You fucking babies. <laughs> so there's your goddamn spoiler alert. Here's one for Red Dead. <laughs> here's your spoiler people, alert people for were, Red I, Dead. He dies at the end. <laughs> I forgot about that. People were really mad about Red Dead from our PlayStation All-Stars thing. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, what I was saying about Bioshock was that, that even though I understand what you're saying, where you have Elizabeth, you have like a companion, and so you're not talking yeah. to Atlas or whatever over the radio, yeah. that was part of what made Bioshock so good. Trust me, it Colin, was eerie. I agree. I, I love Bioshock. I don't think you do. But... After playing Infinite, I, I'll be curious to see what you think. Because I, I was like, going into Infinite, the one thing I was skeptical about was Elizabeth, was having somebody just there all the time. Because Bioshock, the, the atmosphere of it is that you're alone. Like, that's part of what makes it work, I think. But, uh, man, I, I really, 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 really liked having a, Do you wish there was a multiplayer component you could play? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so ballsy that they took it out. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I thought it was really weird. Because Bioshock was weird. Because I was reading a lot of reviews. Uh, it's really weird that some people in like the pros and cons section, it's like minus no multiplayer. Well, I'm I mean, like, that's so crazy. I like, agree with that, but you understand, you know, the job for reviewing. Sure, right? of course, of course. I'm, a, not, I'm not disparaging anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, but it's just like, but that like, just for. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just for me personally, it's like I, I, to me, that does not detract whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that, not that's, valid, that's not a valid complaint about the game because not every game needs multiplayer. Sure. If, if you're if you're complaining that Bioshock Infinite has no multiplayer, that is not a valid complaint. Sorry. Sure. You can make the valid complaint that it has multiplayer and it's not good, but that's a valid complaint. But to say like a game that is made for single player doesn't have multiplayer, that is not a valid complaint. Period. And I mean, especially something like Tomb Raider. Like I, I really like my time with Tomb Raider. I will never play the multiplayer mode in that Ooh. game. Yeah. But I get that some people will. Yeah. Um, and that that potentially helps sales and everything, but I don't know. Like to me, just not it not being there just doesn't affect me whatsoever. Here's my Bioshock question for you. I've been in blackout. I don't want to know anything about it. I, you know, I mean, I know the basics. Obviously, there, you're this horse or something, and you're helping. You pl- yeah, yes, he plays a horse. <laughs> Troy Baker is a horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I opened it yesterday for the two seconds before Caleb came and took it from me, there was a season pass in there. 
Yeah. So is there, is there single player DLC coming? Yeah, there will be three packs of single player DLC. Do we um, know like how long it's gonna be? Is it gonna be cool? Is it gonna be cool? Um, the impression I get from the way they've talked about it, and I don't think they've confirmed this. I don't know if we know if this is true, but uh, is that they'll be kind of like Minerva's Den, uh, which is a standalone oh, stories. Yeah. So they will just be totally separate things that that will have literally nothing to do with with like the characters that we meet in the the core story. Okay. And um, I don't think it was a season pass inside the box. I think it's advertising the season pass. Right. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. That's you have what to I buy meant. it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw it. that too, and I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, you have but, to but, buy it. And then you freaked out. Um, what? You flipped the desk. You, you basically get one free if you buy it, and you also get um, the the stuff that you get for buying it, the stuff that you get right now is actually super helpful. Like, the Wiki's guys were annoyed that they didn't have it when they started, because you right. get a bunch of gear. You get, like, five infusions. Um, you get a bunch of extra stuff. Oh, all right. How about a, how about a topic of the week? Toe, toe, toe. This one comes from Josh. What do you guys think about all the recent Vita announcements? I mean, there was Guacamelee, obviously, and a few others. Soul Sacrifice, Tearaway Kills, and etc. But, man. And how about these indie titles? <laughs> Spelunky, Limbo, Hotline Miami, Divekick at all. It sounds like a stand-up comedy routine. That's weird, man. Yeah, it's yeah, a weird looks really weird. That's a cool do game. you think this new lineup will bolster the Vita in the West, or will it make no difference no. and only appeal to people who already have a Vita? No. It won't bolster the Vita in the West. No, like, none of those games are going to sell like crazy or anything. I think the point Guacamelee is... Guacamelee might. They're creating... I mean, yeah, sure, it could. And Hotline yeah, Miami could do really well. Sell. But I think the point is more that they're creating an ecosystem where, where independent you know developers can get on board and that yeah. they can like companies that would normally self-publish that would get lost in the ether on like xbox live indie games or whatever on playstation are getting in the spotlight now he's talking about the lineup overall and he mentioned Killzone in there do you think a competent first person shooter actually finally matters if this one if, if this isn't screwed up right i know that i i know that the general consumer is not excited by the name Killzone. they're not like oh yeah, yeah i need to get there ah, yeah but if you walked into and they were playing it there was a a demo station you play, you're like, oh, it's a type If it's really good, like yeah. really good, I think it could maybe do well. But I mean, like, obviously, the opportunity to do that was Call of Duty. Like, sure, it, it's a course, it's a huge course. bummer that that the Call of Duty game didn't work out. Do we know how the Vita is still selling in Japan after the price cut? Statman over here does. It was uh, at like fifty thousand plus for two weeks, and then thirty thousand or so than then the week after. And I, I don't think it's. And I, we don't have newer data than that. Yeah. Um, those are significant sales. It did outsell 3DS for the first time ever um, a couple weeks ago, including the, day, the week it launched, which is embarrassing that it didn't sell 3DS, outsell 3DS that week. <clears throat> but a lot of it comes from not only the price cut, but Soul Sacrifice, um, which is selling, selling extraordinarily well yeah. um, over there. Hmm. Uh, so, to the tune of like 130000 its first week at retail. What did Persona do in Japan? Uh, I don't know. That was doing really, really well, too. Yeah. I think that was, uh, that was a huge one. That was, that was the, one of like, their biggest. That was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... I it was think, the biggest Vita game, I think, at the time, right? Yeah, I think it still is, sure. as I, far as I know. I, th- I think Uncharted is still the best-selling Vita game mm. uh, worldwide. But I think Persona is probably number two. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um you know, I think that they can sustain some, you know, some momentum over there with the Vita. But things are, I think, things are tr- starting to change a little bit for Vita. Um, it'll always be a niche device, but um, this is, I think people are starting to realize that it's actually really good. Everything they've come out with, right, and then PlayStation Plus is basically doing in a spread out breadcrumb fashion what they did with the PlayStation Four launch event, where they're like, "Hey, everybody, we're focusing on gamers. We know that." The majority of people out there don't aren't going to care that Limbo and Hotline Miami are coming to this device, but we know that the people already own Vitas will care. They already like those kind of games. They're already drawn in. Hopefully, you haven't played them everywhere else yet, but we're showing that we're trying to work with these developers to get cool games so that hopefully when FTL2 comes out, right, it can be on both platforms at once. I think it's a way to show, like, hey, there's, there's still support right. for this from... Right. There are, it's also really smart. Like, I mean, like last night was kind of a crazy glimpse into what Sony is trying to do this gen because they have a free-to-play game. I mean, they have these independent games. Like, they are 
being very smart and putting themselves in a very good position for when Steambox launches and when things kind of change. Like, it won't really work to do what happened this generation where it's like things have to go through these crazy hoops to get published. Like, like and Microsoft is going to be an interesting position too because if they're not ready for that, like, games are just coming to Steam. It, it's easy. Like, yeah. it, it is easy for a developer to put their game out on Steam. It is not easy to come to Xbox Live Arcade. And so, like, if Sony is smart and, and they become the better choice for developers like they will get more games yeah it's notoriously difficult to bring things to xbox actually yeah um and yeah i i they have to change certainly they're a smart company they're they're going to change that um but we just don't know i'm really anxious to see what they have you know to see what do you think they're gonna do this year uh for microsoft for xbox no vita Oh, oh, I'm sorry for Sony for Vita. Oh, uh, you're talking about Microsoft. I'm yeah, yeah I, I was just saying that I'm, you know, for Vita, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Vita is going to speak to PS4, and so I think that that's kind of its future. Vita uh, needs like one more big, like they need another Uncharted. They need like something. I think, I think God of War is going to be enough. Could work. Yeah, that's my theory. But um, eventually, sure. But I mean, like I think coming off Ascension, I don't know if you can come out right away and be like, "Hey, everybody, another God of War." I think we'll see God of War within like the next year on Vita. By this time, like it will be, it'll be announced, or will it'll, it'll be, be out? out. Oh, I see. I think it'd be. I, I would ra- I'd rather see something in like December at VGA's a, a Vita trailer for God of War saying it was coming next year. They will never do a Vita game at VGA's. I can't imagine. Right, because they don't want to sell games. No, no, I well, you monster. <laughs> That's how you market. How you make things happen. They did a fake a trailer for a fake game. <laughs> you know they're gonna do a, a Vita game, <laughs> a Vita game. Metal Gear Solid Five will outsell every game that ever comes out on PlayStation Vita combined. <laughs> yeah, I say, of course. <laughs> I still think Metal Gear Solid 5 is a PS4 exclusive, by the way. I'm just going to repeat that. Uh, so, yeah, for Xbox, I'm anxious to see what they do. I think that uh, it's theirs to lose. Greg said that last night, and I think that that's, yeah. really, that's really pertinent. I think... Uh, last night? Where? We went out to dinner. Oh. Yeah. With the one and only Shuhei. Yeah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, saw the, I saw the video. Scott Rodin just came to mm-hmm. And then, but we, we said that when we were in bed together after that. We yeah. Were snuggling. <laughs> Spooning to sleep. Talking about PlayStation. Playing our Vitas together. <laughs> I go high, and he goes low. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that, but that's fine. I, li- I like how every time you guys get slightly more detailed to the point where, like, wow, they really <laughs> thought this through. Uh, I I think that PlayStation Four is unusually well positioned right now, um, and I didn't expect that from from PlayStation I mean, Four. I didn't expect that. Well, I was at I was at the event in New York City. I didn't expect it was going to be that good. I one hundred percent agree. It's just right now, of course, they are right. They came out first. Like it, it just it'll be really really interesting to see where they are like a week after the microsoft event like like how people feel about what microsoft does yeah they dominate the mind share right now and i think yeah. that's what's u- unique and interesting about it is i think that their head fake like in january where they're like we're not going to announce early and then they just announced the day and they were going to announce it anyway i actually think that that might have worked because yeah. I, I i feel like microsoft would not have let them go this long now yeah they're going to go probably a couple months at least with no announcement with just playstation 4 talk and a lot of people are asking like, why are there so many playstation stories on ign right now it's because that's all there is to talk about right now yep. you know like it's just weird like it might not matter but i feel like Every advantage is going to matter, and right now it's mind the, share. Yeah, right? mind, the mind share advantage goes to Sony completely. I mean, if Microsoft goes sometime, I mean, we're all assuming April, right? Because it's like they're not going to wait any longer than that. Like, I mean, man, it, well, you're right. It, it will be as much as two months without anything for Microsoft because Microsoft is so cagey and they won't even like hint at anything. Like they're they're it's on weird. total lockdown. Like they're yeah, they need to just announce it now. Like they need to get it out there. I think. What do you think, Jim? Uh, I think lots of things. So tell me. I don't think I'm. Yeah, no. 
Why not? Why this do all, you this, all, podcast? this all goes into Jim's uh, job now. Yeah, I can't really. He, there's a line there to skate. It's like yeah, when we. Yeah. It's like when we used to get mad at Dunham. He'd come in and make a Nostradamus prediction that he knew already was going to happen, <laughs> but he couldn't say he knew it was going to happen. Go on to the next uh, question. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's not going to give away his advice for free. <laughs> he's not going to give up his You can contract him and get his analysis. No, I'll pass. Roger. <laughs> Roger from Long Island writes in. Really? Hey, that's, that's where Colin's from. Yeah. Well, I really, I know never Roger? would have known that. No, we don't know. There's millions of people on Long Island, so is we don't know now, Is there another Long Island in the, in the world? No, or is there only definitely one? not. Are there a lot of Rogers in Long Island, you think? Uh, probably thousands of them, yeah. You think they call him Raj? <laughs> Someone out there on Long Island Rog Raj from yeah. LI writes in. He says, hey guys, I'm throwing you guys a hypothetical. If you all had children, what games would you let them play? Would you let them play rated M games before 17? You guys are the best beyond. beyond. Yes, I would. It depends on the game. It depends on the child, I think, too. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember it was when I, I, my parents felt like I had matured enough to be able to watch R-rated movies. And that was something that they told me was a privilege that they could revoke. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, there were rules about it. As long as I'm not cursing like they are on these movies or doing this, that, or the other. Fucking like they were in the movies. I was allowed to, you know, continue. You to probably don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, there was no. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was little. Uh, so there was op- the opening segment of Predator Two. If you're familiar with the movie, Danny Glover, his finest work. N- yeah, but the opening, opening, <laughs> the opening of that movie, uh, very adult themed. Uh, so I don't remember that. All right. Well, anyway, what happens? Uh, no, nah, just just watch it. No, god damn it, Jim. Is this, 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 this is this is Edar has stats on this dude? To go back to the uh, the games. <laughs> I think to me, Minecraft is a game that you let your kids play. Some of my sister's kids play is Minecraft. Sure, they don't really know what they're doing in the game. But of course, because it's like Legos. They just like running around and like chopping stuff. Yeah, and and like the Lego games too would be another game. Yeah, I mean that. It's, the, the the people who are like like I went and saw Saints Row uh, not Jesus that's what we're doing now Pax and I really, Saints Row four oh they actually showed it yeah yeah, yeah I got to go in the see them or whatever and it looked really good and stuff and we're talking about it afterwards why people like that so much and how the you know gaming landscape has expanded to this thing where you can have a, a heavy rain or or Walking Dead or something you know that's super emotional and the other thing have just dumb fun and then on the other thing have Minecraft that can be Legos and for me what it is is that Saints Row is that like when you open your toy box, right, and you take out your action figures and sit there and just imagine what to do. Like Saints Row 4, you have superpowers, and you're the president of the United States, and you can f- run at super speed, and you're fighting aliens, and you can you know, have the dildo gun and all that shit. Sounds so stupid, but you know what? <laughs> Saints Row 3 was awesome. Right? And that's the thing. Like that, that's that experience <laughs> is that you get to take your toys and just do whatever you want with them. And in Minecraft, it's the exact same way. And all right, I'm going to take these blocks and just make whatever I want to do. Yeah, if I ever have children, I'm just going to give them an iPad with Minecraft on it and be like, here you go. <laughs> That's Wake me pretty much what it, distract yourself for the next five hours. After talking to Pear for five minutes, that is like everything I know about fatherhood is to just hand them Minecraft and walk yeah. away. Uh, if you know, if I have kids, I'm gonna be like, "You're not playing these baby games. You're gonna play this PlayStation Vita, and you're gonna like it." Can you imagine Colin's kids and how they're gonna grow up and all the weird shit they're gonna think about the world? <laughs> Colin, like his kids, you, you could almost see him going into like a Vault 101 situation, yeah, right? Where exactly. they, he, has, he has like the NES, and he's just bringing them out on like all these old consoles on the same life cycle plan, no, it's right? Like that, it's, like, that, <laughs> it's that Brendan Fraser movie, Blast from the Past, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's the kid how he comes out, he thinks it's like 1992, and it's 2035. Would you imagine if your kids got like tattoos behind your back at like age 15 yeah that wouldn't be okay but but in terms of, in terms of violent media i think that's why hey it's all want... about the parent right yeah well my parents were totally cool and like i i think we were you know reasonable you know i'd go see yeah. r-rated movies with my dad when i was 10 11 12 i mean it, it you have to just differentiate you have to be a good parent yeah. i mean it's really there are a lot of shitty parents out there mm. i had good parents that no, told me you know what like there are consequences when you do something wrong and you can do whatever you want don't hurt anyone don't hurt yourself 
be nice, be kind, be gentle, you know, those kinds of things. Not really that difficult. So you want to play a, a violent video game, have at it. If my kids want to break out the PlayStation 3 and play The Last of Us in 10 years, bash some heads in with some bricks, well, that's okay. Are you doing well in school? What if they break out that ukulele? <laughs> Colin, no, can our right. kids hang out together? Of course. All right. That, that is, that's a show I want to see. That's a yeah. spinoff. Can I, can I hang out with your kids? That would be weird. <laughs> hey, guys, you remember the Bioshocks? <laughs> Anybody want to see Ken Levine's head? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan writes in with quick fire questions, but he starts with Beyond. 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 Colin, Hmm. only PSN games or only retail PS3 games? Gun to the head. Only only PSN games, because the retail games Ah, are all on PSN. Yeah, I know. I knew he he, had a loophole. Wormy little. Boom. (laughs) Goldfarb. Yeah. Would you rather live in Columbia or Rapture? Columbia Rap, Rapture's like a death. It's like, or does he mean in their prime? Uh, yes, in their, I mean, neither place is perfect, right? I don't know much about their dystopias. Columbia's doing okay when you get there. I'm going to say Columbia. Okay. Greg, DC Comics or DC Games? DC Comics. I mean, we DC Games. Is, I mean, I love DC Universe Online, obviously, but... Like about it, too? You want to play sure. DC versus Mortal Kombat or whatever the fuck that game was DC called? Justice. I do. I do want to play it now. But I don't want to play it for the love of fighting. I still think the fights look kind of like goofy, but... I want to play it with the story. The story's great. So I'm yeah. just I'm gonna watch like the super cut of all those cutscenes when you I just come to my house and watch over my shoulder. We'll, we'll, we'll switch. The, we'll pass the controller. That sounds we'll great. We'll live stream the entire thing. Is there couch co-op? No, it's competitive. So, but I mean, I will just toss the controller back and forth <laughs> like you still said. Count, no. Um, yeah, no, I would love. I would love to do that. Let's live stream. Andrew we'll could hold the like the, D, the the stick and then you work the punch. Button. There we go. Yeah, yeah perfect. I like this. Jim, first Wait, person. No, is it actually say Jim? No, it says guest. Okay. I'm okay. trying to fill it in for you. All right. Guest, first person or third person games. Um, I'll go third person. Right answer. That's a good answer. Is it, I mean, we're going to do this a different time. I I want to love third person games, but I feel like there are so many that just do something wrong. Like, I feel like, like, Gears of War, I think, mechanically, is one of the few third person games that I think nails it, but yeah. I don't really like the story or the world or anything. And well, that's like, every game, though. What I mean, first I, person game are you talking about that nails everything? Bioshock Infinite. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I can't yeah. wait for this to be a month or two away so I can stop talking about this game. <laughs> What about Uncharted? Infamous. Um, yeah, Infamous is closer. Infamous, sure. And, and like God GTA. Like, I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're like, obviously for, like, open world games. Mafia like, third too. person obviously works, but... Dark Void. All right. Final Dark question. Void, holy shit. Comes from Justin Byers. Justin says, love the show beyond. 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 MMOs on consoles haven't always been that successful. Although Dust 514 and Defiance are right around the corner. But with next-gen consoles being so much more powerful than the current gen, do you think we'll look back at the PS4 slash the next Xbox and consider them the breakout consoles for console MMOs? I don't know, man. Free Realms is doing a pretty pretty hot job right now on PS3. Universe Online is still the greatest MMO of all time. But You're not even equipped to say that because you've never played another MMO. Uh, I've watched a lot of Guild Wars over, over shoulders, and I saw a video about WoW once. <laughs> DC Universe Online, best MMO of all time. Um, Justin, what it all comes down to, right, is communication. Like, when you're playing an MMO at a computer, it's so easy to chat and talk and do all that stuff. Whereas, like, especially with keyboard, on a PlayStation 3 where there's no headset packed in, you have to, most people don't have keyboards. So you're using that dumb virtual keyboard, so it's a giant pain in the ass to talk to everybody. That's where everything breaks down. So if they fix would, all that... Would you consider Bungie's game an MMO? It's not a forced MMO, though, right? You can play it by yourself. Well, I don't think we know enough about it yet, right? Like, I, I think it seems like it kind of is, but I don't think we know specifics. No. no. I'm just not into these games where I have to talk to people. So I don't like talking yeah, to people either. No, no. Colin no. plays Borderlands in silence by himself. Yeah, I do. I, I, actually, when people people would, I, I didn't realize you had to set options to like keep people out of your games in Borderlands too. And I was just, I was just <laughs> kicking people out of my games. They'd like come into my game, and I'd be like, nope. 
The only time, so the only time I felt really, really bad about doing that was I was waiting. I think I was actually waiting for Greg, and it was me and uh, Ryan Hess and Mike Mitchell were were like waiting in uh, Sanctuary for someone to join. And some kid joined, and I was like, "Ugh, oh, like, we're waiting for Greg." So I, I kicked him. And as he was leaving, he was like, "Hey guys, I'm a huge fan." And it <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, "I felt terrible." Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't like talking in front of my TV. Weird. No, I. I whenever, even in the multiplayer games that I I play, like I played I played Homefront online a lot. But I would just, like, I don't know why, but I would just mute everybody and, like, not have a headset. like And you would have to do it at the beginning of the map every time, like, go in and press select. I used to, uh, back in my, in my younger years, play Counter-Strike. It's a PC game. Really I've heard of it. Uh, I would play music through my headphone. You're, oh, that, you're guy. that guy. So I'm that guy. That's so, remember, yeah. You remember I our mag video? I remember That's our mag video. That is a classic. That is a classic. <laughs> I remember our, uh, People were mad about that. They were so mad. <laughs> um and our uh our carolyn christmas stream oh yeah the live streams yep. yeah yeah those are were... should, i should i should come up during the holiday if you're not if you're gonna be in town i'll probably be in town do. yeah, yeah well, we've, we've been we did last year, yeah. we, fried oh, turkey last year. We, we haven't live streamed since i've been doing them though no yeah well, we lost steam eventually the first yeah. year was like cute and fun and then the next a couple years like we just watched back in the future i was like well <laughs> this probably didn't need to be live stream but i digress i remember i actually remember tuning into that live stream for like five minutes and it was complete silence and you were all just watching Back to the Future. Yeah, like, yep. See you later. I remember Dave Clayman was trolling the first one. Yeah, the first one. He yeah. kept yelling at Fran about the lights. Yeah. yeah. But he had a fake name. Wasn't, so it, wasn't Hillary at one of them too? Yeah. Yeah, it was Hillary and then the other guy. His name. Sam Bishop. Sam Bishop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good year. All right, so we have a hit of the week as well. Dear Colin, Greg, and Andrew. I didn't lie. I put your name in there, Jim. So it's there good. you go. Good. By the way, this is Josh. Uh, my name's Josh. And I just wanted to write in and say thank you, guys. Thanks for telling me that. In previous podcasts, we've all said, quote, we believe in you when talking about working hard to get into games journalism. I'm proud to report that I just became an IGN all-star after writing blogs, editing wikis, and just trying to be a good person in the IGN community. I love you guys. Putting all your work has made me work harder so I can try to make a career out of it, too. So to all you, I express the hardiest beyond text that, <laughs> the hardiest beyond that text can manifest. Uh, your fan, Beyond. and hopefully one day your coworker, Josh. Uh, Josh would like to be your PSN friend, everybody. So go be nice to him. His PSN name is Frodneed. It's a good PSN it? name. <laughs> Frodneed. Frodneed. F R O D N E I D. F R O D N E I D. I love when Greg, like when there's like a word that Greg can't, like it's not a real word. Like Greg loses all knowledge of I how to sound around. things out. I just jump around. And I, I always like, like nine out of ten times I look at it, I'm like, this isn't even, a, this, there's eight letters yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah, like whenever Greg pronounces something phonetically, I have to look at it because I know he added like nine vowels yeah, in weird I'm not places. good at this. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do crazy words. <laughs> Reminds you of that Family Guy episode where they're talking about fraud or whatever. He's like, fraud. This <laughs> guy doesn't know how to say the I, word we did a We did a rewind for an, the Infinite, Infinite Crisis uh, video yesterday. And in it, there's a character who's a magician in the DC Universe who I know quite well named Zatanna. Cap- Captain Boomerang. Zatanna, no. He's in close. He might be in this game. We'll, oh, I'll let you know. Sweet. But I kept calling her Zantana just because <laughs> it's a dumb made-up name. And like everybody in the comments was giving me shit. And I, my response was that... You're gonna make up dumb names. It's your own fault. And I, and here's where it comes down to: is that when you're a kid and you're reading comics, like I've been doing my entire life, before there were cartoons out with Zantana in it or whatever, uh, I'm reading it and I don't know what the hell any of these words. They're just making up words. So I started a pronunciation in my head and I'll keep it as long as I fucking want to. Well, that's what Man. I feel about Gaiden, right? And right. Mario, right? Although, I, although everyone in the tri-state area says Mario, everyone. And by the way, we're Italian, so I think we ought to say the name. If but, you want, if you want a good story, I um, so I used to play Pokemon cards, like I think a lot of people did. Um, 
and I, I played I, Pokemon cards. You never played Pokemon I played cards? Them. Oh, good, good. It, it was so fun. But anyway, I, I had a big pile of cards and like played with some friends, and I went to a tournament for the first time. Yeah. And uh, I sat down, I put down my cards, and like I don't even remember which Pokemon it was, but I, I said its name, and apparently I pronounced it really weird. Right. And an entire room full of kids at a Pokemon tournament started laughing at me, and I burst into tears. So that's, that's, my, <laughs> that's a great story, that's man. Awesome. That's really up. That's my, that's my yeah, you probably shouldn't have told that story. <laughs> but um, it's, it's the point, yeah. You, see, you understand yeah, the I, point. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is, like, it's funny how, like, as a kid, you you learn stuff yourself, you know? Like, like it's not like my parents knew how to pronounce that Pokemon's name, so it's like... One? God, I wish I could even remember who it was. Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't remember which one it was. You know who my favorite Pokemon is? I like the Penguin one. Oh, from the newer games. Yep. Magnetite. Oh, the magnet? Yeah. Because it's it's like Magnet Man? Yeah. Did you tape a magnet to your head and pretend to be Magnetite? Correct. (laughs) Three of them. Three magnets. I was like Dragonite. Greg, you won a bet. I did win a bet. Jim, I, Jim O'Reilly finally owes me a steak dinner after I've had to pay out on two yeah. steak dinner bets. So, <laughs> what was the, the the one was that I bet you that Gears Three would, the Gears the Gears yeah. sales? Yeah, bet. you yeah. said that. Yeah, Gears Three would outsell all the PlayStation it, exclusives that it, year combined. It, it did handedly. It did. Uh, what, would, uh, what was the other one though? Was there another steak dinner bet? I thought it was, it was just the one. Was there? I know. I know. I have one in uh, currently uh, with um, the Mod Nation Racers bet. Right there, there wouldn't be a Mod Nation Racers two. Yeah, on PS3. I'm, on PS3. On PS3. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty uh, good with that. You're pretty much gonna. Yeah. You I mean, that's, that's kind of bullshit it, because it became because a little bit Planet Cardi. Yeah, it it's a little bit yeah. Planet game, but it is Mod Nation. Well, I think. I mean, that's no, that was that was the episode of the, of the bet was that a little bit Planet Cardi was that they weren't going to do another Mod Nation. Mm. Oh, oh, and gotcha. then the bet I won was that the PlayStation 4 controller would not be radically different from the Dual. See, I thought they were going to change the, the sticks up. They're going to move the stick with the deep because right. to to make the shooter crowd happy. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So stick by your guns. So that's another place i'm really interested to see what microsoft does with the 360 controller mm-hmm. i know time to play this out it's ryan's wrap up this one comes from joel <laughs> took me a second sorry all right joel <laughs> <laughs> colin how do you pronounce this joel am i talking to joel, joel. <laughs> beyond 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 hi i'm joel alford <laughs> check up, check up, check up, check up. And it would be awesome if you guys could play my song Bliss on this week's podcast. Bliss is off my first album, Red, Blue, Green, which be releasing this year on Bandcamp.com <laughs> and iTunes, hopefully. It would be great if they could like my Facebook page, Red, Blue, Green, and follow me on Twitter at dinosaur, the Dinosaurus. The, oh, same, same word here now, D-I-N-O-S-A-U-R-A-S. For info on when it releases. Thanks, and I love the show. Jeff pees his pants. I went out of order. I didn't do the whole all right, Twitters. So I fucked that up. I miss Ryan. <laughs> it was so much easier when I could just pass the show to him. Uh, before we play Joel's song here, everybody remember, follow IGN at I, on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. No taxation is Colin Moriarty. Jim Riley. Jim Riley. It's Jim Riley. Although I will say my tweets aren't as uh, to- to toned down, toned down a bit. Yeah, but uh, you can still follow. Are me you, you still eat a lot of McDonald's? I still eat a lot of McDonald's. Yep, I still eat a lot of McDonald's. There's actually a 24 hour McDonald's right where I live. So it's was that part of the selling point for you? Part of the selling point. Yeah. Uh, Do you have lights in your apartment? Uh, I have a, I have a few lights, but I still uh, am lampless four years straight. You gotta uh, get a goddamn lamp. Just, everyone, everyone, everyone who comes to my apartment, because for for anyone who doesn't know, fun fact: I live in the building where Jim used to live. 
Um, every single person who comes in goes, "Oh, you have lights." So <laughs> I've, I've gotten to hear this. Your, many your times. apartment's like a na- nice, like adult apartment. You have like framed things in the walls, and it's pretty. Yeah, yeah I don't frame anything because you yeah. just gotta eventually take it down and move it at some point. But that's 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 why I start framing because <laughs> when I was like in the dorms, like when I was in college, um, like you would put up a poster with thumbtacks, and at the end of the year, you just had to, like throw it away because it yeah. was just yeah torn apart. Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> is Garfep. <laughs> uh, Garfep, yeah. Yep. Well, thanks, for having, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. Jim, thanks for having me on. I was a little nervous to start, but I warmed up, I feel like. No, you did. No, you were, you were I thought great. you were great the whole yeah. way through. Yeah. So, just like a Twix bar. Pretty good. <laughs> Never a bad part to a Twix bar. Ladies sure. and gentlemen, here's <laughs> it's Joel. It's kind of like in a cartoon when you're running. That was a good <laughs> reference. Everybody, here's Bliss. <laughs> go, go to a red, blue, green Facebook page or whatever the hell these people do nowadays. Beyond. Beyond. Say Beyond, Jim. Beyond. Oh, beyond, beyond. There you go. Beyond. Love you.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.